0: 918 on this Wednesday. So, you know, woke up to a, I don't know, a couple of wild little tweets from the uh, the president of the United States. Got me thinking, are we heading off to a war with Russia? Mr. Trump um, sending out some pretty stern warnings to Vladimir Putin in a tweet warning of imminent military action in Syria over that suspected poison gas attack. And so he tweeted, well, there's actually a declaration more, quote, missiles will be coming. Russia vows to shoot down any and all missiles fired at Syria. Get ready, Russia, because they will be coming nice and new and smart. You shouldn't be partners with a gas-killing animal who kills his people and enjoys it. And, of course, it was tweeted uh, referring to Moscow's alliance with Assad. Now, I don't disagree with him. You shouldn't be partners with a gas-killing animal. Um, But I'm not sure the president should really be tweeting out that kind of, you know, Rhetoric could be a bit dangerous. But he also pointed out that relations with Russia are at an all-time low, worse than uh, they were in the Cold War. And then Russia Today came out and said those gas attacks were staged. There was no attack. So what does a war look like with Russia? I can't imagine it looks very pretty. But would we even be here had President Obama not ignored that little red line? Let's bring in Charles Ortel who uh, is my friend who knows all things Washington. Hello there, sir.
1: Great to be back on with you, Alex. How are you?
0: Well, I thought about you today because I saw your tweet. Were you uncomfortable with the language of your president?
1: Not in the slightest. Um, I think what uh, President Trump is doing here is actually pretty clever. Um, He is, of course, not hamstrung, but under investigation for possible collusion in his campaign, and he, uh, in connection with the 2015-16 election cycle, uh, collusion with Russia. So, and he's got, you know, this witch hunt after him, and he's got to be very careful how he behaves. Um, I think that uh, the deep state is, you know, the deep state needs crises, right? If, if, if there were peace, why would we need a big deep state? So uh, I'm, just, I'm not an intelligence expert, but I've had my questions about uh, the veracity of claims of tying the regime and the Russians to the gas attacks in Syria, let alone the Russians to this recent gas attack in, in England. Uh, I have my grave doubts about it, and I think before we rush off to war with a, a nuclear-armed adversary that has a tremendous uh, arsenal of nuclear weapons, uh, before we go down that track, I think it would behoove us to exhaust all possibilities. We've got to deal with this, uh, this smaller investigation, put that behind us. I think if there was collusion, uh, you know, if there was interference by foreign powers, we shouldn't just be focusing on Russia. We should be looking at all foreign powers, allies and enemies alike. Uh, It's perfectly appropriate to have investigations of those. They should be public, not private, not not legal the way they are operating now. And then, you know, Russia's economy has not been doing well under sanctions. We could do a lot together, Russia and America. And I think what Trump is artfully doing is saying, you know, you want to go down the military route, you're not going to win that. It's going to be very expensive. You're going to lose a lot of your Navy and other fighting forces. And we have overwhelming superiority. So you don't want to go that way. On the economic front, there's a lot we could do together. I hope by pushing as aggressively as he's pushing now that he does win, as he likes to say, bigly and get a deal, a, a true reset in relations with Russia. But it's definitely a risky course.
0: Well, it is because uh, you've got uh, John Bolton in there, and he is much more hawkish, I think it's fair to say, um, than his predecessor. And so what, what would your thoughts be on how Bolton will be advising well, so Bolton's
1: been there, what, this is his third day? I mean, he's an old veteran hand. He's got his foreign policy views. Everybody knows he's pretty hawkish. But I think John Bolton is a pragmatist. He's not, uh, you know, I don't think he's trying to go on the lecture circuit and, and uh, work for these institutes that McMaster was working for. Uh, he's He's been around. He's been, you know, in the saddle before. I think he's he's watched a lot of these these deals that sound good at the faculty lounge, and on the college campus, but when you know we try to implement them, these would be the Iran deal, other deals like that. They simply don't work. And around the world, people re- respect strength and the responsible use of strength. We have a large military force. We have allies. There's still some problems that need to be sorted out in this world. Mm-hmm. I think Russia and the United States could do a lot together. I, I hope that Canada, and the United States, will get closer and you know the same mind addressing some of these crises. But uh, I think Trump, Trump is actually behaving as A grown-up, though he, from time to time, does indeed use these childish uh, taunts.
0: Yeah, you know, our prime minister uh, said fairly unequivocally today that Canada will have no involvement. But, you know, I mean, who knows what uh, he's doing at this point or what costume he's putting on. Um, But, you know, a war with Russia is not just Russia. Um, It comes with a sidekick called Iran. And to go down this—and there's been a lot of jostling back and forth between Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and and there's— the area is quite volatile right now um and so how does the rhetoric then add into the already tense times so,
1: so i know yeah i know what you meant to say alex is your current prime minister what but, did i say um, my um, for
0: my former <laughs> yes my current the yeah, current prime. former
1: yeah correct. <laughs> but uh no i like in the middle east i have to say i like the way things are shaping up i think the people of iran have been poorly served by the molocracy and um, uh, to see Israel and Saudi Arabia and the Sunni states now coming closer, not just you know politically but economically, pursuing these mega projects in Saudi Arabia, adjacent Israel, adjacent Jordan, et cetera, um, I think these are massive forces for good, and I like our coterie of allies, and would you know certainly be betting on our allies against Iran forgetting about what we could do to help our allies. I mean, I think Russia needs to take a close look at who they're left with now. They're with Venezuela, Iran, yeah. Cuba, North Korea. I mean, you know, they're not exactly on the best team right now, and they have an opportunity to switch sides, be welcome with open arms, I think, and do a lot of good things for Western Europe, for the civilized world, and the Middle East, and help build out their economy for not just for you know a year, but for decades, generations.
0: Yeah, Russia's got Um, friends in all the low places. But the bottom line is, you know, Mr. Trump has been uh, accused of being too cozy with Russia. Clearly, they're not all that cozy right now. But I'm sure the next likely conspiracy theory is that this is all an act to make it uh, look like, you know, to cover up for the investigation on collusion with Russia. So that, you know, I can just see the headline now, Trump trying to provoke war uh, to avoid uh, scrutiny.
1: (laughs) You mean the headline and the remaining print and uh, radio and yeah. television outlets that nobody's reading, listening, or watching?
0: Yes, those ones. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, that is what he's been accused of. Yeah,
1: I, I'm afraid that there, you know, there's die-hard people. You remember after World War II, there were these Japanese soldiers that would come out 10, 20 years after the war was over and still believe they were fighting for the Emperor. That's what you're dealing with here in the United States and some of these advanced nations. You're dealing with people who love globalism because it feeds them well uh, but don't understand the damage that globalism has done to the average person the forgotten man and woman in Canada and america and in europe and you know Trump is doing his best to fix that, and I think actually, from a different perspective from the left the people who appreciate the the dangers of globalism this is not you know this is not a job for an average slacker to try a slacker president he's taking you know addressing these challenges around the world full on. He's not going to do everything perfectly, but I like what he's doing, and I think
0: well, his base, his base certainly will. Yeah, and and the bottom line is, you know, shaking and rattling and and saber rattling with North Korea uh, seems to have made them back down a little bit.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So we just should, you know, let's think positive thoughts. Let's think. Let's hope cool heads prevail. But uh, I like Trump and America's odds much better than I like the Russian odds if they go down the military course.
0: Jeez. I, I, yeah, where do we go? Let's go up to the Arctic and hang out there. Well, maybe that—that that probably would not be the best place either. I'll change that plan. All right, thanks so much, Charles.
1: Anytime, Thank we'll you.
0: chat soon. As Charles uh, Ortel joining me tonight. Certainly, some very interesting times. I don't know if I'm comfortable with a whole lot of saber rattling with Russia. I mean, that Vladimir Putin guy is a bit crazy psycho. And Mr. Trump, well, he's an interesting character, might too. I so. Maybe crazy versus crazy produces good. I don't know, but uh, it's certainly some interesting times.